Is there any public comments online? Uh, there are no speakers in the queue. There are no speakers. Then um, we move on to the next item, which is the director's, director's report. Yes. Thank you, uh, Commissioners Max Gordon, Director of Marin County Parks. And, um, you know, we've had, it is our busiest time of year right now. And, uh, you know, our parks became free as of July 1st. And they are, as you might imagine, they're always super busy right now, but definitely very busy. Uh, we uh, we had a couple of eventful weeks, some, some big events at some of our parks. Um, and at, unfortunately, at Stafford Lake Park, our uh, water line, our main water line to the park broke uh, two weeks ago. It was like about, it was a 50-year-old water line that went under Stafford Lake. So unfortunately, it cannot be easily repaired. Uh, so right now, the uh, there are uh, porta-potties uh, for the restrooms and hand-washing stations, and we're working closely with North Marin Water District on uh, some short-term fixes. We're adding some uh, uh, tanks and piping in so that we can reopen the regular restrooms and, and regular sinks. Uh, and then in the short-term, it'll probably take close to a year to replace the, the uh, potable water line out there because it's a fair distance uh, to, to the nearest service that they have, which is basically at their treatment plant. So. Um, and they've been a very cooperative partner in helping us come up with alternatives really quickly. And so we're evaluating those and then also working with the county administrator on uh, whether those could be covered by insurance or other, other means for covering those costs. Um, and then another item that, you know, came up, and I know we've updated your commission on before, our, the pier at McNears Beach was hit by a boat during the winter storms. That's one where in our insurance is covering the cost of repair, and uh, our board approved um, uh, an emergency item so that we could uh, contract the repairs uh, more quickly. And we've also been working with the permitting agencies to get an expedited permit for repairing the, the pier because we don't want it to get to the winter when it might collapse if we have more storms. So. Uh, we're hoping that we can get started with work within about 45 days on fixing that pier. Uh, and then um, our Bolinas Y North End Silverize Adaptation Project has been in the planning for about 10 years, and it's currently the CEQA comment period is currently open for that project. And so we've had several public meetings. We've, we've had hunt, probably hundreds of public meetings over the last 10 years for that project, but uh, we have had several over the last few weeks attending the Blinas Public Utility District meeting, their local um, community center meeting. We have a Blinas Lagoon Advisory Committee meeting uh, uh, next Friday uh, on site. It's a field trip um, for folks to check out the project site. And, uh, and then our Roy's Redwoods project was approved. The CEQA document was approved by the Board of Supervisors, or sorry, the Open Space Board of Directors. And uh, work is going to begin as soon as the beginning of August. So that's super exciting to see that project about to get started. And then um, our Eagle Rock Trail project, which is, you could probably see it out our window if those, if those curtains were open right there. 
uh, is currently in progress. I'm hopeful that we can check it out ourselves with the commission. We're planning a field trip for your next uh, for your next meeting. And so I'm hopeful that both Roy's Redwoods and Eagle Rock might be a couple of the stops on our field trip. So um, lots of exciting stuff going on. Thank you, Max. Any comments from public or online? Because of follow up, yes. Two qu questions. So yeah. Maybe I didn't complete them. Can you get your microphone on, Michael? There you go. Okay. Two quick questions. First on the uh, pipeline break, maybe I didn't completely understand, but you know, is is the interim service um, completely adequate? I was surprised in that context by your saying it takes a year. We all read the papers about how that damaged bridge was fixed in two weeks um, back east, that highway bridge. That a year seems to me quite a long time. Oh, I'm not sure what the highway bridge was. It but, collapsed uh, and oh, yeah. they rebuild it in two weeks. Yeah, I hear that. I think so. The challenge for all of our work is well, I guess your first question was is the interim measures adequate? You know, right now we have um, portable restrooms and things like that, they're certainly less than ideal. Our hope is that we can over the next couple of weeks uh, add storage tanks and plumb in connections to the temporary storage tanks so that for the community their experience in the park should be the same as it was before okay that's the, great we have non-potable water that we use for irrigation we have a raw water pump that comes straight out of the lake so for maintenance and irrigation and all those kinds of things we have water that we can use there that's not damaged um, and then in terms of the timing, you know, for us, a large project, a year is a super fast timeline for us. Um, and, you know, a lot of the challenges going through the planning process and permitting process and CEQA process just takes quite a while and even the contracting process. But uh, North Marin has been a really cooperative partner, and I, I think they're going to, you know, probably we're on the on the hook probably to fund it because of the way our agreement works, but we're hopeful that they will take the lead in some of that. Terrific, thank you. Uh, a, a second minor point in a in the communications over the past two months, we did get forwarded a, a letter from a resident about the issue, and I think that forwarding uh, email from maybe you or Chris said that there would be a report to us on that. Uh, are you prepared to comment on that? Yes, yeah, so there was a, I think the letter was a comment about Buck Gulch Falls yeah. Trail. And that's a trail, a potential future trail project that's in a very early stage of potentially planning. I think it was covered. We described that in one of John Campo's presentations to your commission about potential projects. Um, in a, I think two meetings ago, uh, the it's still very very early in the planning process, and it's we we aren't to the point of having a design or any kind of uh, concept of what that might look like, um, but we are just starting the community engagement process to 
solicit ideas about the trail from community members and, and groups. So have you gotten back to the author yes. of that? Yes. Yes, we've communicated quite a bit with the author of that letter. Thank you. Over the last few weeks. But thank you. Yes, I, I had a couple of quick questions. Just on the, uh, did you do you have a cost estimate yet on the uh, pipe replacement project? We don't, but it's probably going to cost over a million dollars. Well, and uh, and the, and probably the same with the pier. The pier, I think it's closer to three million dollars. I could be wrong. I, I think Chris knows. I'll, when he gets back, I'll I'll okay. find out. But again, that one's covered by our insurance policy. Oh, it is covered. Correct. Uh, yeah, you said yeah. you were going to check on that, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, that would be great if it's covered. We're checking on the pipeline. Okay. We know that the pier is covered. Ah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Any other questions or comments? No, we move to the next item, which is approving the minutes from the meeting we had on May 18th. No, any, any, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the, I was, I want to ask if any, anyone comments. have you any comments or edit? Oh, then I, I, I want to hear some, then the next step is you. Yeah, I, I move approval. Second. Second, okay. So we vote, all in favor? Aye. I mean, it's approved. And uh, now we move to the next item in the agenda. We have a short agenda today. I believe uh, this is the recommendation for fiscal year. This is an action item. And this is, uh, this you, you Max, are going to take this, yes. this item? Yeah. Okay. Recommendation it, for fiscal year 23-24. Thank you. Thank you, Oscar. And I'm going to introduce Kevin Wright, who you all already know, but uh, I want to appreciate Kevin and his leadership with this program and, and our actually our next item as well, um, that, you know, it's really, he's taken what I think was a great concept to begin with and expanded on it to create some really true partnerships with community organizations. And um, I actually was out to meet uh, about this pipeline at Stafford Lake yesterday. And one of our grantees was out in the, the love is the answer uh, it was one of our grantees was out there was it was um, a group of older individuals who were uh, had getting rides from Vivalon uh, to be out in the in the park and it was just to me it's really cool because that's what our parks are for uh, is providing really you know enjoyable meaningful outdoor experiences for our entire community and it was really neat to see to just randomly be in the park and see that happening. Um, and that, you know, it seemed like there was a lot of, a lot of enjoyment of it. So, um, with that, I'll pass it over to Kevin. Thanks, Max. Well, first of all, thanks for being here today, commission on a warm summer day. You know, there are a lot of other things you could be doing. So, uh, it's been a wonderful year of getting people outdoors this year. We obviously just eliminated park fees in partnership with you all and the board of supervisors. Uh, we have a program to expand free group site access that is being uh, used by organizations I've never even met before across Marin that uh, provide social services. So that's been a wonderful program as it grows. And then we have this community grant program, which now we're in the 10th year of. Um, many of you have followed this over the years. Some of you are new to it. The whole focus of this program is to provide small grants to local community organizations that serve people who have the most 
restricted access to parks and open space and the enjoyment of the outdoors. And that includes a lot of different groups of seniors living in senior housing facilities where there's just no resources for transportation or trip leaders uh, or other resources. It includes our communities of color um, and very specific groups uh, like uh, youth who uh, are on the path to heading to probation and prison, but then um, get into the restorative justice program and utilize our parks for that restorative justice process. A lot of different examples, you'll see a long list. Um, there's actually a typo in your memo. Um, it says 23 uh, grants, it's actually 25. And this year, especially, it's a wonderful assortment of organizations serving different groups across Marin. All the grants are up to $8,000. Uh, in most cases, they're bringing matching resources. In all cases, they're great values. This program brings thousands and thousands and thousands of residents outdoors every year. And research in the past has shown us um, from direct reporting from the people going outdoors that they return to that same place, they fall in love with these outdoor spaces, they visit for the first time, and they bring their friends and family as well as a regular routine in their lives. So I'm very pleased to bring this next round of grants to you. Uh, I want to appreciate Commissioner Yolanda, um, Yolanda Oviedo uh, for participating this year, as well as a couple of our um, parks uh, equity committee members. And I also want to thank our staff member, Diana Branscombe, who works tirelessly with each of these organizations to listen to what their community groups really want to do and experience in the outdoors. And then she helps do the matchmaking with the correct uh, spots, as well as our rangers to make sure they're well supported when they show up in the parks and have a great experience. So what I'm asking from you today is just to recommend this list that uh, staff and Commissioner Oviedo and um, some of our community members have gone through and selected on your behalf to the Marin County Board of Supervisors so that they can finally approve the grant agreements for this coming year. Okay, now we go, any comments from the commissioners? Just, a, just yeah. a couple questions, uh, ah. Kevin, because it's an amazing program. Could you just, do a, a brief uh, overview of how you um, solicit, as it were, for grant applications uh, and how many you got this year to then winnow it down to 25? That's a great question. So actually, thanks to the fact that uh, voters of Measure A encouraged our department to raise the amount we provided each year from $100,000 to $200,000, we actually had enough money to fund everyone we received except for one application, which didn't qualify because they their service area was actually in LA. They had seen our program. <laughs> I had a great conversation with them. They actually run an amazing organizing program down south, but don't qualify. It was like, maybe one day we'll help out statewide and they'll contact you again. I said, sounds great. So, um, but besides that, actually every one of these organizations is a great fit. And oftentimes the trouble is actually finding organizations that see a vision of combined outdoor access with their social serving programs, which often happen indoors. And so uh, it's always great to see new organizations that we haven't actually worked with before emerge every year, because it means that more and more people are thinking about the outdoors. It's not just the same old folks. So sorry, to, I was gonna say no, no, just, we do just like if you could just radio out, outreach to 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 get folks uh, to know 
you know, because there's, yeah. this is Marin County, um, yeah. the variety of organizations that are out there always astonish me. Yeah. Um, so what's the outreach look like? Perfect. So we have information on our website uh, and then all the like normal spots. I do news interviews every year. So Point Reyes Light, the Marin IJ and others reach out to me, um, KWMR. Uh, so we'll, you know, when requests, we'll do interviews and we've done that over the years. We work this year through our Parks Equity Roundtable, which is over 40 organizations with networks of social justice organizations and leaders. And then I reach out to just a whole host of past grantees as well as uh, existing partners in some of our focused areas, whether it's um, these adult uh, serving organizations or senior housing complexes or places like Marin City, Canal, Novato, where we know our greatest densities of people of color live. As part of the recommendation that you're asking for from the commission, would it be useful for us to make any additional recommendations to the Board of Supervisors about steps they could take or funding they could provide um, that would help with your outreach? That's very generous of you. I will say that the folks who participated this year brought up a couple of important things, some of which are easy for our department to tackle. One is to provide more networking opportunities across communities so they can help provide outdoor access together. Uh, another one is to do a better job with evaluation. So really understand who's getting out to the parks, what their experience looks like. And so we're gonna work on a new approach for evaluation. Mm -hmm. uh, but the third thing that we've heard about for years is around access to transportation. And um, Chris Chamberlain and I have had conversations with Marine Transit and we're looking at this in a couple of different ways. One is through partnerships with transit serving organizations. And so we started those conversations. Two is we were given a complete list of all the service operators in Marin County that can be privately contracted with. Mm -hmm. And so as staff, we're going to work to understand the costs and then share out sort of like a spreadsheet so that all of our community partners know uh, who's available to provide transportation, meet their transportation needs, what it costs. And so they can um, have better opportunities to select competitive low cost transportation options. Uh, and then the third approach is really to address some of the structural issues underlying access to parks and transportation. And we've heard from Marine Transit and others that they're interested in looking at that. And it's just sort of like a longer term objective that I think uh, the more support the merrier on. Well, let, let me just say as an individual commissioner, I would very much welcome a recommendation in the future from the staff if there's something that we could do or recommendations we could make to the Board of Supervisors that would help you with your outreach um, and further buttress the program. The program sounds great, but you know, if it could be expanded in a way that uh, would be useful, I'd certainly welcome hearing that kind of a recommendation. Well, I appreciate it. And I think, I mean, for sure there's ways to get involved. We always have commissioners that work with Kevin on the selection process and and in developing the program. Uh, and then we, uh, you know, there's always the opportunity to, to join some of the programming. If you're interested in joining one or two or however many of the programs, you know, Kevin can help connect you with, with those opportunities. And then, of course, like, would encourage you to, to individually meet with the supervisors, like especially your local supervisor and share the, 
pro about the program and the if you join a program experience with that and if you have feedback or things that you want to share that's always helpful um, for the supervisors to hear too and just the value of it here and really helpful but i'll definitely invite you to participate next year right and, and actually my purpose is is um, always happy to pitch in um one of the benefits of being retired but is um is there any form of assistance from the county in terms of communicating you know about this program and the availability and the whole application process that you go through every year that would be useful i mean it sounds like you're doing a fine job you've yeah. had 25 mm -hmm. at least 25 applicants but if if there's anything else that could assist you in terms of further growing the program i'd love to hear that recommendation and see if the other commissioners would join in making a recommendation to make that happen great thank you we'll think about that michael well i have a, a slight variation on the commissioner's request which is that i think the four bullets you have here on the your action items which you've been describing quite well you could expand on the board report and specifically talk about what your work program next year would entail to address those things and how you would intend to come back to the board you know, in six months or whatever to uh, address those. So I think you've got those points there that are responsive to the issue raised. Yeah. And as you talked about them, you were clear on what you're doing, but that wasn't in what I would see to be the formal report to the board. So I would recommend your building on that a little bit. I will secondly say that, uh, you know, I'm certainly glad to see the range of projects uh, that you have, and particularly having been able to draw some out for Marin City and the Canal Alliance. And um, after we've heard from others, I'm certainly willing to make the motion to support the uh, grant list and the action uh, that you wish us to take and to bring it before the board oh, great. with an expanded, the idea with an expanded work program to address those improvements. I think one of the things that I was actually talking to one of our supervisors about today is like that we, when we bring the grant agreements to the board, I think they're on consent. So there's not like a presentation that we do with them to the Board of Supervisors, but that one opportunity we could have is, maybe it's not right now, but maybe in a year or six months or something, we could present to the Board of Supervisors a sort of retrospective of the impact of the grant program, maybe invite some of the grantees to join us. And maybe it's also an opportunity to talk about the 30% pr program with the board too. And because we haven't really, highlighted these programs with the Board of Supervisors. I mean, they're aware of them, but you know, our time with them in the formal meetings is so short. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a really cool, I love that idea of being able to highlight these with the Board of Supervisors. Well, that makes sense. I, 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 and, and the grant list is there. I, I still think you could have a sentence or two in the report that uh, says that you are going to take those four bullet points and actually do something about them, um, not just leave them there as these were the stakeholders' suggestions, but actually have a, and that certainly then would be part of the record. And I'm not suggesting you change the approach from consent, not at all. Makes total sense. In fact, I can bring a work, 
a more developed work plan back to this commission as well and seek volunteers if anyone would like to participate mm -hmm. in advancing those items. But yeah, I, I think uh, Max, your suggestion about a presentation in about six months or so uh, would be a good one because it's it's a it's a real positive program, and often the board of supervisors' agenda is filled with things of controversy and yeah. and as yes. as difficult to be on the board of supervisors. But it's nice to hear. I think it's kind of heartwarming to hear some things that they've helped initiate that are. Uh, you know, very positive in the community. Yeah, agreed. Just have a comment. Uh, this is an excellent job, and you do an excellent job, like getting diversity in all these groups that you select. Uh, my my question is, how many of these of these organizations are new organizations, and uh, how how many more how many more uh, um, people we want to outreach with the new organizations? If there's any new organization. I'm looking at the list right now mm -hmm. real quick. There's a long list, I know. <laughs> but it's very, very diverse. I like it. So five are new, meaning have never participated in the program ever. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then um, several went away to build capacity and have come back with renewed capacity in their organizations to deliver good programming. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, um, okay. Uh, any questions online from the or comments? Yes, we have one speaker, Nana Dennis. Please unmute. Okay. Hi. Hi, uh, Kevin. Uh, this is a fabulous program. As you know, uh, Marine Conservation League had an opportunity to be part of it a number of years ago, uh, senior citizens uh, walking uh, walking in conservation history. Uh, but I, I came today, I attended today because I wanted to see one of your presentations. So I've seen those in the past. And also your secret list, which the commissioners can read, but which we in the public can't. So uh, you you have done a wonderful job of outreach to your large network, but for those of us outside who really value this program, the details sound so so interesting that we'd like to have more of them in some form. So first of all, can we have access to the list? Uh, do we have to go to a board of supervisors meeting in order to see more of a presentation? Uh, my point is, I think even Marine Conservation League in its in its newsletters could help to write up some of these programs because people really want to know what you're doing. It's a it's for many it's a well kept secret, but uh, a, a very very exciting one, very rewarding. Any response to that, Kevin? Let me see if there's more comments. Without, there are no additional speakers in the queue. Okay. So I can follow up. Um, there's so for Nona, for anybody who's interested, if you go to the agenda that's online, there's a memo in the agenda. And if you click on that memo uh, and you read through the summary on the memo and scroll down, the second and third pages of that summary have the list of organizations and the grant amount 
recommended for those organizations. So it should be available for everyone. I'll just say I really appreciate Nona's comments and I'll reach out to MCL and would love to share some of the programs serving seniors and others through the newsletter. Well, now we, do we hear um, a motion to recommend this to the board? Mr. Director, okay. my turn. Uh, oh, I'll go. I, I, I move approval of the um, uh, recommendations for fiscal year 2023-24 of the Breath Respira Community Grant Awards. Thank you. Do I hear a second? All in favor? Aye. So we move to the next item. Congratulations, Kevin. Nice presentation. We go, move to the next item, the review of review draft measure A, Community Food and Agriculture Grant Program Act A program. Thanks. Thank you, commissioners. I'll uh, introduce Sonia Hammond, who's our, one of our newer employees who's um, managing this program and, uh, and I'll just start by saying, you know, this is something with our previous version of Measure A, the two sort of grant programs, one to the RCD and one around um, protecting farmland through easements, where we had a, you know, a less, uh, our, our role was simpler. And this is a more complicated grant program that came out of what the community requested in the new version of Measure A, which was supporting community gardens and access to food and equity sort of new access to farmland and gardening and things like that and and also other programs like re restoration on farmland just a wide variety of interests that could be covered in this program and initially when the when measure is first passed we talked to david lewis from the cooperative extension others and we were like do you want this program to be in your in, under your jurisdiction, do you want to manage it? Or to Stefan, who's our uh, county ag commissioner, like, is this something that you would want to manage? And really what we heard back was they're like, you know, your team has done a good job of managing Measure A programs, grant programs, and we're not sure if we feel comfortable doing it, but we want to be a partner. And so I want to start by appreciating Kevin, who's to took the lead to say, okay, I'm, I'm comfortable managing this and starting the process of getting together a group of community members and groups and organizations that were involved in this to start understanding what people were interested in, how this might work, and then making an excellent choice in hiring Sonia to join our team to take that process on and develop it further. And so what you're going to hear today is where we're at from that process, but it's been it's been so cool because I think initially where, at least for myself, I was like, I don't know if this is like our wheelhouse. It feels like it's only allowed us to expand our world and our connections with the community. And, and it's just seems like a really cool program that we get to be a part of that's going to have a really great impact for the community. And so and now I just feel excited that we still get to be part of it. So I'll turn it over to Sonia. Thank you, Max. Nice to meet you, everyone. Uh, first, I'd like to thank, start by thanking uh, Kevin and Chris and Carl and Max for including me on the team and uh, leading a really 
smooth and efficient recruitment process. It's been great to join this, this parks team. I'm really happy to be here. And uh, this is something like my sixth or seventh week. So I'll be learning alongside all of you in with this new program. Um, and we are at an exciting juncture approaching the launch of this new program. And in the journey of designing this program for the past year, there's been a process of consulting with community groups and really listening to uh, what community priorities are and gaining input on how to co-design this program. And so we'll take you on a bit of a journey of how we got here. Next slide. Sure you're familiar with measure A allocations and are aware that most of the funding is going towards parks and open spaces and the county and cities and towns. And as uh, Max mentioned, what's new with the 2022 re-implementation of Measure A is the distribution of funds within the agriculture section, which is 20% of Measure A, that blue area of the graph. And we're going to go ahead and zoom in on this 20% of Measure A that uh, is going towards agriculture. Next slide. So here we are zoomed in on the 20% of Measure A that uh, funds programs related to agriculture. And what's new here is the circled part, which is 30%. And we're still workshopping the name of this program. And so if you hear it referred to casually, internally as the 30% program, <laughs> this is what it's referring to, which is 30% of agriculture, which is 20%. Um, and because the program addresses so such a broad range of uh, opportunities to invest in our community. It's made it a little tricky to settle on the, the snappy name, but we're working on it. Um, and with the next slide, we'll discuss some of this range of program areas. Um, because this program can support such a broad range of topic areas, everything from conservation projects on working lands, to urban agriculture and local food supply sustainability, this expands our opportunities to uh, invest Measure A agriculture funds in projects throughout Marin County's geography and communities. So that is a new and exciting element of this program. Next slide. And as Max mentioned, this is a new, in addition to being a new program, this is also a new content area for Marin Parks. Mm -hmm. And there's been an amazing consultation process during the past year. And at the center of that has been a working group mm -hmm. of volunteers who have offered an incredible amount of time and expertise to provide their insights and their linkages to the content areas and the communities. Uh, so we'd like to acknowledge and congratulate and thank the work of this group that has contributed so much to design this program together. We've involved uh, members of, we've involved members from the public health perspective, the Healthy Eating Active Living, Living Collaborative, which is itself a collaborative involving over 30 organizations, the Ag Commissioner's Office, and many more. Um, we'd also like to take this moment to recognize and appreciate Commissioner Diet, who has been a very active uh, contributor to this work group and provided 
insightful comments from his personal expertise as well as linkages to your commission, which has been really valuable. And we've appreciated Commissioner Diet's contributions in particular around centering equity in the process and uh, ensuring that the program will be practical and accessible for smaller community-based organizations. So that has been extremely valuable and um, huge thanks to Commissioner Diet and the full working group and their contributions. Next slide. In addition to our collaboration with the working group, uh, we've worked to deepen our understanding of community priorities for this program by taking our show on the road and meeting with community groups throughout Marin, throughout Marin's geographic areas, as well as throughout the content areas that are addressed by this program and cross-cutting topics such as equity. And uh, on that topic, we've been collaborating with great um, appreciation and success with the County Office of Equity. Next slide. In this listening process, uh, several common themes have emerged. Uh, including the suggestion and request to use this opportunity of the program's flexibility to spread funds around and support projects across a range of geographic areas of Marin, as well as a range of uh, the full range of topic areas that the program can support. Uh, there have also been many requests for the program to remain flexible, um, which is would takes advantage of the opportunities of this being a local funding source to stay nimble and adapt to the evolving needs of the community, as well as the evolving shifts in the funding landscape so that this program can focus on uh, filling gaps in uh, the funding landscape for our community. Next slide. And based on what we've heard, we've uh, they made an effort to incorporate the feedback from our community in the design of the program, and uh, namely the feedback to keep the program flexible is something that we are uh, aiming to do, which matches the direct request from the community and matches where we are in the process, which is establishing a new program and recognizing that we'll have a lot to learn as we go. Um, we've also made efforts to keep the, pro the application and reporting process uh, simple and streamlined to lower the barriers to entry for smaller community-based organizations who know their community be best, but may not have dedicated grant writing staff, for example. So we're uh, looking to make the process accessible, including considering a uh, streamlined process for organizations seeking smaller grant amounts. Um, and we've, we're also uh, open to, on a case-by-case -case basis, providing some funding upfront rather than on a reimbursement basis because functioning on a reimbursement basis can be disproportionately burdensome to smaller organizations with fewer resources. And we're aiming to be responsive to those challenges that the community has identified to us. Um, additionally, we've heard feedback from the community that in order for smaller community-based organizations who are working on developing their capacity around accessing 
uh, funds that they would really need and benefit from active staff support to be able to engage with the program. And uh, based on that feedback, uh, Parks Leadership established a new position to uh, manage and support this program. Next slide. Uh, so this new uh, position was established uh, and was filled just last month, and that is with me. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and uh, this position was established in direct response to community requests and insights on the value of having staff actively available to support applicants in the process, as well as to support networking among applicants so that they, uh, well, and participants while implementing their, their projects so that uh, communities can learn from each other across topics and across communities. So while a central role of the position is grant administration and fiscal management and reporting, it really goes beyond that extending into technical assistance and capacity building support for organizations. Uh, and we're already supporting potential applicants at this stage with linkages to other potential funding sources, possible partners and fiscal sponsors, as well as uh, regular regulatory contacts that will be important in the design of uh, their projects. Next slide. Uh, as we support applicants, we're looking forward to remaining available throughout the grant life cycle from initial stages of project planning through project implementation and reporting and continuing to uh, network and cultivate learning networks among grantees. We're also uh, supporting the program by coordinating with other funders, for example, Marin Community Foundation and the Resource Conservation District and Marin Agricultural Land Trust fund some related program areas. And so we're in contact with them to stay up to date on their funding priorities so that we can coordinate and uh, target our funds to fill gaps in the funding landscape, as well as orient potential applicants to other funding sources that will be a good match to uh, their needs. We've also been in touch uh, just this week with the County Community Development Agency around food safety regulatory issues and processes and permits and fees uh, because we have heard that there's interest in applying these grant funds towards food microenterprises to support uh, local food supply uh, availability and um, local economies. And so in order to position those projects to be successful, we're collaborating with the county environmental health services and discussing ways to support and build cap capacity and even exploring possibilities of fee reductions for participants in this grant program. Next slide. Uh, we, board direction and county policy around incorporating equity have been an important part of designing this program structure. And we've touched on some of the ways that that is, uh, has been incorporated into the design, including uh, seeking to have a streamline and low barrier to entry application process and to uh, be a bit available to support applicants 
Another example is our approach to matching funds. The program requires that applicants provide some kind of match. This is a requirement in the Measure A ordinance. Uh, however, in order to prevent barriers, uh, we are not requiring a minimum match. Um, some programs can have create kind of a reinforcing cycle where the more money you bring to the table, the higher chance you have of receiving a grant. And so to uh, break that cycle, we are requiring some kind of match, but it can be any amount and it can even be completely in-kind resources such as volunteer contributions. We're also centering equity in our discussions around what programs to fund. And we're using the term priority communities to uh, encompass communities in Marin that have historically been underinvested in and are experiencing greater disparities and intersecting challenges than the county as a whole. And we have heard from communities that there's no single metric that encompasses these kinds of challenges. Marin is a very nuanced landscape. Um, so whether it's race or census tract boundaries or uh, health outcome metrics or income, there's a lot of nuance to the intersecting challenges that communities face. So rather than have a rigid set of criteria for eligibility of being considered kind of a priority community from the equity lens perspective, what we intend to do is invite applicants to describe to us what the disparities and intersecting challenges are of uh, the communities that the project would um, support. And we're also inviting uh, and requesting that priority communities have an active role in the development of the project, project design. So the intent is kind of a for us, by us approach where priorities and uh, proposals are sourced from the communities where uh, funds would be invested. Next slide. Thanks to the uh, consultation process with community partners, we've made a lot of progress uh, developing documentation to govern the uh, grant making process. And we're in the process of uh, continuing to listen for community, uh, community feedback and finalize those materials in the next few months. Um, we have shared a draft of these materials with the county legal office and office of equity and received really positive feedback. So we are going to continue to refine these in the next couple of months as we move forward. And as part of this process, we've launched a survey to continue to gain feedback from the broader community. And it's kind of a takeaway message for today. So I'm going to come back to that at the end as well. Next slide, please. Thank you. Um, it's clear from what we've heard in the community that there's a huge need for investment in all of the areas that this program can potentially address. And staff in the working group have continued to reflect on how to leverage these limited funds to maximize impact. Um, we're anticipating that the this 30% of 20% would generate approximately $800,000 per year to uh, invest in this grant program. 
Um, and we're aiming for an agile and flexible review process. And one reason for this is uh, first for this year, we have don't have the context and in institutional uh, history of the number and scope of applications to expect, but also we expect that the number and types of applications may will shift over time and that the broader funding landscape will also shift from year to year. So for that reason, we're aiming for a dynamic and flexible review process to adapt to community needs. Um, as a high level picture, we're anticipating that staff will coordinate a review process alongside uh, invitations of input and advice uh, from technical experts as well as community uh, community members themselves who would be part of the review team and staff would analyze and summarize this information and provide recommendations to your commission for you to review and make your recommendations to forward to the board of supervisors and this is a process we're still reflecting on and continuing to refine as we collaborate with the work group and additional community partners. Next slide, please. We've uh, reflected on the criteria to use when evaluating proposals and uh, much of this has been driven by what we've heard from the community. And with that in mind, we plan on including uh, advancing equity by involving and supporting priority communities as an important consideration in the recommendation of proposals. We're also seeking to support community identified priorities and to address funding gaps. Uh, an example of this is that the Healthy Eating Active Living Collab Collaborative has during the past year led uh, community-based consultation uh, priority development processes based in Marin City and the Canal and West Marin. And in that year-long process, the community has taken a lead, the lead in identifying what their vision and their priorities are around uh, food and food supply and food supply sustainability. Uh, as a uh, social determinant of health and investing in food as an important way to uh, invest in long-term health outcomes. And we hope that this program can be an opportunity to be a next step in processes like this where the community has been actively involved in identifying priorities. Next slide, please. Year one of this program means that we will learn a lot. And uh, to prepare us for this first round of grant making, we have launched a survey. We launched it just this week. It's available now through the end of August in English and Spanish. And I've brought some little flyers with the link for you to have uh, handy. Um, the pur purpose of this survey is twofold and two-way. We uh, hope we look forward to responses being uh, informative for staff to have a sense of the number and scope and scale of requests that the community is thinking about so that we can 
design our review team and review process to be appropriate to community needs. We also uh, look forward to the survey being adding value to potential applicants by providing a way to an uh, informal way to have a conversation starter and get connected to us in advance of the formal application process. This has been open for a couple of days and we've already received an impressive number of, of responses and that have given us a sense of how we can guide our technical assistance over the, the next few months to support potential applicants to be placed for success in this program. Next slide. As this is year one, the timeline is provisional at this point, uh, but the and the overall tagline is that year one will be a learning and growing process. Um, we do anticipate a fall 2023 application period, and we look forward to actively supporting uh, potential applicants in that process. And following a review process, we anticipate that we staff would be in a position to present summary analysis and recommendations to your commission. We're aiming for the March 2024 commission meeting, which would position uh, your commission to be able to forward recommendations to the board for their final selection and execution of grant agreements around May 2024. And because this is a new program, an important next step will be to immediately reflect on how the first year went so that we can continue to adapt and improve for the following year. Next slide, please. So for today, we invite your questions and comments on the status of the program so far and welcome your advice on uh, next steps for incorporating comments and presentation to the Board of Supervisors. And we'd also like to invite you to share the program information and survey details with your contacts and stakeholders. Um, this week, we've shared the survey with the partners that we've worked with throughout the past year, as well as the supervisors and their aides, and we'll be presenting to the supervisors' aides shortly, and um, are also uh, in discussion with media outlets as well, who have already expressed interest in reporting on the new program. Um, next slide, please. So I'd like to thank you all for your attention. I look forward to getting to know and collaborating with each of you as we move forward with this program. My contact information is here and we look forward to your questions. Thank you. Thank you, Sonia. Any comments from the commissioners or, or questions? Michael? Well, uh, and then Caroline. I'd like to congratulate staff on an excellent presentation. I thank you. Um, really got a strong program in place. I, as you mentioned, was the commission liaison to the working group and have been impressed by everyone's contributions and ability to, to listen to each other. And it, the framework's evolving very nicely. And it does seem to really focus on measure A's priorities, which I think is, is important and to bring the community in as well and the other things so you're not duplicating work. I was glad to hear that. Um, I like the overall outreach, and I'm glad the survey is already generating 
um, interest, and it, I'm glad you put it in English and in Spanish as well. Um, it seems well aligned, as you said, with county policies and particularly the new amendments on agriculture that the board just adopted. I think it'd be good to flag how that tracks a little more specifically when you take this forward um, to them. And leveraging off other grants does make sense. And more specifically, I think, try and get a broad way of smaller grants and hold the capital grants, the larger money eating projects to year two or later as you get experience and you get the seed money out and don't just uh, invite large grants in today. And I think as well, reaching out to groups that don't have that expertise, which you mentioned, I think is important. I, I'd also think you could maybe do a little more uh, thinking about how we can become an agricultural innovation hub um, and learn not only from the adjacent counties with Solano and and um, NAP are doing, but you know, down in Salinas, you have the Western Growers Center for Innovation and Technology. You have uh, Ag Tech Nexus that's been doing a lot to bring funding in for innovation. You know, elsewhere, you've got Purdue Foundry, North Carolina Food Innovation Lab, and then there's an Ag Innovation Development Program that the feds support through the Department of Agriculture. And I'm sure the partners in the working group also have knowledge, but thinking about how we could really have an agricultural innovation hub and that, that would start to resonate. And I think uh, might be exciting. Finding the right balance, as you said, amongst the geographies and the topical areas really is a, a challenge. And I think you're getting at with the evaluation criteria and your approach makes sense. And, you know, an appropriate time. I hope we'll all act and support that. I'd like you to encourage the aides to get this out in their newsletters so we do get uh, a little more press on it. Um, you're off to a good start. Sonia, welcome aboard. on board again. I think it's terrific and you're a real plus. And so after we finish all the comments, I'd like to take that time to move on the action item that we have. Of course. Um, I would though like to ask if it's possible to have you come back in September, right before the board presentation to flesh out, give us a little more, almost a preview of the packet, share the survey, survey results. It's almost a dry run, but I think there are gonna be a lot of things that are coming together that might be good to look at or at least know if there have been any major changes uh, before you ask the board to act in October. Thank you, Michael. Carolyn, you had you had a question? I comment. I respond real quick to oh sorry to Commissioner Diet. Uh, you know the um, so we could uh, we were planning a field trip for your September meeting. We could of course speak to it. We can speak to it at the field trip. We also can, you know, share with you the um, documents. I mean, you know, uh, individually, you're welcome to get in touch with us and and Sonia and and talk through what we're what we're planning on. Um, but but I'm hopeful for the September meeting that we can do a field trip to check out some of our 
park projects. I like that idea, but you may even, even on the field trip, just having it sort of in our agenda as a preview is a way to get the word out, get a little advance notice. And, and there may be just a couple of things that you learn from the survey that would be good for everyone to know. That's all. Sure, thank you. Uh, I guess I would preface my comments by saying they're apropos of the devil's always in the detail. Uh, I appreciate particularly with a program of this type and a new program, the need for dynamic and flexible review processes because you're using this as a, a test as it were the first year, a, a shakedown, what works, what doesn't work. And you really wanna encourage people. You don't want to create barriers so that they don't use the program. That said, showing my age, let me just urge you that as you go through the selection process, you are very clear in your record keeping and your communication with all the participants, as well as them making the recommendations to the commission and through the commission to the board of supervisors as to what the specific criteria was that you're applying to specific applicants. And I don't wanna sound like I'm lecturing, but I think always the tension when you go for dynamic and flexible is folks that don't get a grant or even those just observing the process and it's a brand new process saying, is the playing field level and equal? And of course it would be, but because you're going with a narrative standard as opposed to published, here's the five or six, whatever written specific criteria that inevitably is going to creep into the process. I just urge you just get started now in terms of thinking about how the best way is to communicate that and keep a running record of that communication. Thanks. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so again, uh, welcome. I think uh, it's fantastic that you're here. And uh, you seem so knowledgeable about the subject area. I'm very impressed. Uh, and I, I think it's a fascinating project, uh, really. Uh, I think it's gonna do a world of good and uh, it's reaching out to communities that aren't normally kind of in the loop for other other sorts of, you know, park address. So uh, I think it, as Max indicated, expanding our horizon, so to speak, is a, a great way to reach out to communities that were normally not really touching that much. Um, so congratulations to everybody. Just a, a word of caution as we move forward. Um, a, the program's gonna be flexible for very good reasons, but every time you increase flexibility and things a little bit of risk, and at some point in time, we have an auditor that comes in and uh, you know, they, they're they there to see, okay, does this match up with you know, good auditing standards? Uh, so I, I know I just wouldn't want us to get uh, so far out there, so to speak, that we at some point in time get an auditor that goes, you know, oh, this is uh, not not good. We're not doing this right. So it's just something to keep aware of that at some point in time, we have to be accountable to the auditors too. And um, I just throw that out there as a, not to be negative, but just, just to be realistic. Thank yeah. you, Pat. Oh, and I just follow up to say, I, I agree. I mean, both of those comments about being cautious while still being adaptive and flexible 
are I, like, I feel that all the time, not just with this program, but our community grants program and others, right? And I mean, I have to just take a take a minute to recognize Kevin back there because he works his butt off to um, do that exact thing is, you know, and I think that's going to be a lot of Sonia's work too, is that, you know, if we were a grant making agency who just like, you fill out your form, you send it in, and then you send us invoices, like that would be a model where we would really risk that. But I think we're much more hands-on in terms of staying connected and seeing what folks being connected to what folks are actually doing on the ground and that the invoices are are not just invoices, but they're connected to conversations and experiences and follow-up. And so, you know, I think having that hands-on approach means that it's less likely that we're going to run into somebody doing something weird that uh, isn't connected to it. <laughs> yeah, I, and I I personally appreciate all the work that Kevin's done and the local grant program uh, uh, certainly uh, is a model. So I have full confidence. I just throw it out there, something to think about. That's all. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Sonia and Michael for doing an excellent job. And you know, I know that there's a, a whole team doing this, this work. This is an excellent program and excellent. And I think it's going to have a, a good impact in the community. I have a, a, a question on comment about that. Uh, and it's, it's in regards to the applicant. How, what are the requirements for the applicants to apply to this kind of program following kind of like the way what Max was saying about how Kevin gets those wonderful organizations to to um, to be to work with parks, uh, for example, are, are you are you taking just or uh, organizations or or, or there could be individuals that apply? That's that's just a question or something that you could add to the to this draft. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, we are in welcoming applications from, there's a long list, but to summarize, essentially nonprofits, government agencies, et cetera, community, community groups, um, not individuals. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we have, for example, from the survey received many inquiry, inquiries from individual agricultural producers, for example. Mm -hmm. And so we're working with the Agricultural Commissioner and UC Extension and Resource Conservation District to uh, collaborate with the many individuals who have expressed interest to explore coordinating together and uh, submitting a shared application through a fiscal sponsor such as the Resource Conservation District. So uh, part of our role is that matchmaking and partnership building so that individuals can participate through an eligible institution. Thank you, Sonia. Any questions um, from the public online? Yes, our first speaker is Nona Dennis. Please unmute. Okay, this is the second reason that I wanted to attend today because I really we're really excited about this program. I think that it puts it put the necessary shine on measure A that made it possible to get it passed at a time when there was a strange kind of a strange hostility toward agriculture and, and that dynamic really needs to be shifted it is a long story as to why that happened at that time but people need to understand what a rich resource marin offers 
in the way of larger scale uh, home farms as well as this program. And so I hope that the program will not be tempted to stray too far away from its intention, which was to enhance uh, the, the public use and opportunity for people to engage in various kinds of uh, food production and other forms of of uh, of activity, which can relate to relate to agriculture. So we'll we'll be looking forward to watching it progress. Uh, it also conjures up for me instantly a story for the Marine Conservation for the uh, for the newsletter, which I no longer edit, but I'm I'm right there looking at ideas. So thanks very much, Shannon, for uh, a uh, Sonia. Sorry, sorry, Sonia, for a, an excellent uh, introduction for us, and we look forward to tracking the program as it uh, as it grows and looking at the kinds of of applications that come forward to take advantage of it. Thanks very much. Chairman there are no additional speakers in the queue. Thank you, Nana, for your comment. Uh, do we hear a, a motion to? I move that we um, support the recommendations for uh, the 2023-24 um, community food and agricultural grant program guidelines with the uh, idea that the uh, there be an expansion, as Commissioner just mentioned, of the evaluation criteria concept and uh, really uh, clear documentation for all to be involved. That my my motion. Do I hear a second? Second. Second. All is in, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Unanimously approved. We move to the last item in our agenda, which is the commissioner reports. We hear the the report from the commissioners and since their last meeting, May 18, 2023. Pat? Yes, um, uh, first, I, I just want to comment. I appreciate uh, Nona, uh, Dennis's comments. I, I think they were uh, very insightful uh, and uh, supportive. Um, on the last item, of course. Uh, just uh, I, as I've been reporting on various legislative items passed, uh, I just wanted to update you that, uh, well, as you know, uh, kind of looking toward the future, a lot of the funds that the uh, Marin County uh, Open Space and Parks receives from the state are generated by bonds that uh, are passed uh, through the legislative process. It takes two-thirds vote for the legislature to move a bond forward. The governor has to sign it. Then it goes to the ballot. And then it's a 50% plus one vote uh, to uh, to pass the bond. And, and in the past, as Max uh, has reported uh, before, and, and of course, uh, Kevin's worked on it too, uh, well, we've been very successful in uh, getting uh, significant bond acts passed in California that have directly contributed to uh, capital funding. Bonds are capital, by the way, so the acquisition, development, restoration. Uh, uh, so they're limited to those, but that's pretty big scope. Um, the uh, uh, So we've been successful in getting significant amounts of money. And with Measure A, 
uh, the last few, uh, many years now, we've been able to match. So our grants, are, uh, our grant applications uh, have a lot of strength uh, because we put money on the table when we match them. So, so we do look forward to a continued flow, future flow of uh, state park bonds. And uh, that brings me to the current state. We, there are two uh, major measures in, uh, in the state right now. One is AB 1567 Bar Garcia, and, um, and the other is SB uh, 867 by Allen. Now, these two measures are big resource bonds. They're roughly between 10 and $15 billion in, in capital funding. At some point in time, uh, if they're successful, these will mer they'll merge into one big act rather than uh, just two that pass the legislature. One, well, just one will end up passing the legislature. That's that's kind of historically the way they work it. Uh, what is significant is uh, in the in the measure and one of the measures. There's a big per capita amount. There's uh, three hundred and seventy-five million dollars per capita in one. And that what that means. That's a, per capita, and Kevin and I have, and Max and I have talked about this before. Cap, per capita is a great program because it means that every county and every city and every recreation and park district would receive a certain amount of money from that guaranteed. Now they have to qualify, their programs have to qualify money, but they're guaranteed. So Warren County maybe is guaranteed, you know, $200 million for the county, for this county. So all, all the projects that we apply for uh, would be you know, within that pot, so to speak. Uh, and uh, there's significant other amounts of money for regional park programs, which obviously are open space and county parks or regional parks. Uh, and there's significant amounts of money, 250 million uh, available for uh, Bay Area uh, programs to the Coastal Conservancy, which uh, we apply funds from the Coastal Conservancy too. So, and it goes on and on. So, uh, you know, there's an urban forestry program, but all these things are pots of money in these, uh, in these measures. And uh, we're competing with other bond measures, you know, like health measures and housing and all kinds of other things. Uh, but, um, I've got a lot of faith that at some point in time, we're gonna have a resource bond that gets to the governor and I'll uh, try to keep you posted or I will keep you posted on, on how it goes, but uh, it's a future thing. It could be, a no, it could get to a November ballot or a March ballot or even, yeah, <laughs> one of those two. Uh, so we'll see how it goes, but um, there's a lot of people working on it. Uh, Doug Houston, who uh, is a legislative advocate for California Park and Recreation Society, has worked directly with both these legislators to put this where he's done a yeoman's job of really making these measures work for us as best as possible for, I mean, for all park and open space kind of agencies. So, um, so he's keeping us, uh, he's keeping us informed and, uh, um, and we'll, We'll see how it goes, but I just wanted you all to be aware 
of these kind of future sorts of things that are going on. Thank you, Pat. Any other report? No? Oh, okay. Uh, then this is uh, the last uh, item in our agenda. So uh, next meeting is scheduled for uh, September 21st. And that would be a field trip meeting, right? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for meeting.